0: Well, hello. Welcome to Midlife State of Mind, the show for that middle section of your life. The one that comes after you've raised yourself, your kids, and the rim on your rose-colored glasses. I'm your host,
1: Erin Beadle. And I'm your host, Alicia Jessness, And we're so excited for you to join us as we talk about all the weird and wonderful ways things change as you navigate midlife. The state of mind, that is.
0: It always ends up evolving,
1: anyways. <laughs> I know it does. Okay, so welcome back, welcome back, fans, friends, family, people, tribe, to Midlife State of Mind. We are in week six. Yeah, yes. this week, man, we're <laughs> we're going to talk about a topic that is kind of a hot box for most everyone I know, and that topic is setting boundaries. We're going to talk about. Setting boundaries with our grown up children. We're going to talk about setting boundaries maybe with our own parents. Well, and setting boundaries doesn't just mean
0: um, like, it means that you, and maybe even like respecting boundaries. So, like, respecting boundaries with your grown children. And then having teaching them the respect for your boundaries. I mean, it could go both ways. Right. I think, and and with your parents respecting their boundaries and having them respect yours. Because I want to make yeah. sure, like, that we're clear. It's not just that you're being the
1: boundary maker. Sometimes you're having to be the boundary. You're having to learn how to respect other people's boundaries too. We're gonna we're gonna talk about all the things that go along with with uh, with boundaries and boundary setting. So uh, so let's get into it. Yeah. Definitely. Okay, so I want to kind of like start, um,
0: you know, and this this topic can apply. It's not just for like adult children, sure, but obviously there are stages of boundaries, sure, um, and and you know, so like even if you're, let's say, if you're a mom of a ten year old, right, um, or if you're a mom of a twenty five year old, sure. um, So you you know it can apply.
1: Or if you're... So boundary setting starts early. It yes. starts early. You've got to... You have to teach your kids, you know, hey, you need to knock on the door if you're going to come in mom's room. And mm. I, I don't know how many... Are you guilty of not setting that boundary?
0: No. My kids, if, it, if the door was closed, they yeah. knew to knock. If it was open,
1: they could come in. Right. For sure. Right. Um, and same for us. Like, we... Um, you I know. wish I had been better about setting that boundary because I'm I'm 45 and my son is 18 years old and he'll still just walk right in if I'm getting dressed or I'm, I'm sure yeah. that's, people are going to hear this and be like oh my god why and yeah look naked well, bodies I, in our house were never a bad thing okay like, so let
0: me tell but you but there were just the two of us well and what's so funny is when my kids were younger. Um, and then if I would be showering, they would still come in. Yeah, you know, and Jeff, the bathroom. And my husband was always like, "They don't need to see you naked." Like say they were eight or and yeah. I said, "Listen, when they get uncomfortable with it, they'll stop coming in." That's right, and they and they did.
1: And he did. He he went through a phase where then he was kind of weird about it, but now I think he's just like he's comfortable in his manhood, and he's just like, "Oh, well, if Mom's in there drying her hair or whatever, and she's in a towel, I don't care." It's yeah. I'm gonna if I. He, here's the thing. <laughs> he knows he's been my priority for the last 18 years and th- I'm glad that we're talking about setting boundaries because I love him and he has been the center of my universe but he knows it too so he knows that I'll if he needs something and he comes in there I'm probably gonna stop what I'm doing and,
0: and see that's the other thing for parents yeah. is that I had to set some boundaries when my kids were younger because like they would get to school and they would have forgotten something
1: Ooh, and did you I w- bring it
0: I would like they would get they would get one chance. Yeah. Okay. I will bring it. Yeah. Like this time, but it, don't ask again because and so my favorite saying used to be that your lack of planning
1: does not constitute an emergency. Right. On my for part. me. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So I'm Lack sorry. Plan- how does it, I think it goes? Lack of planning on your part does not constitute an emergency on my, on part. my
0: part. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. may not have gotten the wording exactly right, but they they got the gist of it. It Was like,
1: well, your thing's research. My you thing know, is words.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'm <laughs> not good with words, but um, but it's like um, and and so we before the show we were chatting about this topic and how um when my kids were in school the our school system had this. And I think most do have a platform for parents to, like, Mm -hmm. check grades. And I never, like, I had friends who would check the grades daily. And I would, it's not, I'm not saying I never checked it. But, like, we also, like, what I would do is Jeff would set some um, parameters. Mm -hmm. So, okay, Mm -hmm. if their grade falls below a certain amount. Right. Then it's going to give you a notification. But I don't want to, because sometimes, like. Let's say if the teacher was going to put in a grade right. for the whole class, if she didn't get to him, it would show up as zero, and then it sure. would like drop their grade, and then you'd be freaking out. And it was like, oh no, she just hasn't put the grade in yet, and then it would end up she'd put the grade we're, in. We're and going
1: through some similar things with that right now, um, Chatham <gasps> County. Oh yes. Look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, sh- I'm gonna.
0: With bonus daughter.
1: Yeah, with bonus daughter, we are. Th- this is. It's partially on her. It's partially on the situation we've been in for the last year, being in you know a worldwide pandemic, yes, having and to homeschooling. go homeschooling. Well, that's the thing is, a lot of people think that what we were doing virtually, s- virtual schooling, is the same thing as homeschooling. And please let me clarify. It is not. Yeah. Well, school from home. Right. School from home. Versus with, homeschooling. With with lectures and a system that nobody really understood how to operate because everybody was learning how to operate it on the fly is not the same thing as having a structured homeschool system. I just want to put that out there. Yes. So we're going through some of that now because the systems that they're using, and I am, please let me be clear about this, because a lot of my listeners are going to be in Chatham County, or our listeners, they're not mine, they're ours. (laughs) This This is not meant to be a derogatory statement on teachers or administration or mm-hmm. even the people who are in charge of choosing and setting up these systems. This is just a general observation. It's learning and, and I think it's uh, power school is the other one. That's what it's called. Mm-hmm. The Ours inf- was parent view. The information should be the same in both systems at all times. If you want parents to use one system and students to use the other, the information needs to be the same. There needs to be a set of requirements for teachers that they have to put in grades by a certain period. Or there needs to be some sort of system. And maybe there is a system in place. But it seems to me, (laughs) and this is a total soapbox, and I'm sorry for that. Maybe I'll edit this out. I'm not sure yet. But (laughs) it doesn't seem to be working, and I don't seem to be the only parent that feels (laughs) this way. Yeah. So I, I get uh, circling back, full circle here, the reason I brought that up is because there, we should not be in a position as parents to feel like we have to check a system every day behind our kids because they're not capable of operating the system on their own. Part of that is parenting, teaching your children how to be independent, right. how it, to utilize these tools. But if you have done that and the school has supposedly done that, and they are supposed to, we're a year and a half into this system, using the system at this point, and you still have, you know, 70% or more of your students are failing and using this system. That means the system is broken. Right, right.
0: Well, and that is maybe, like, the difference. Like, maybe with, when when we're, like, talking about ages, under 18, it's called teaching independence. Over 18, it's called creating healthy boundaries. Yeah. Because I think, at like, Younger kids should be learning to take some responsibility. Absolutely. I did not check my kids' blogs every day. I did have friends that did that, and they Mm -hmm. would look and see, Mm -hmm. oh, you have this assignment in Mrs. Smith's class. I did not do that, personally. I just, I didn't check
1: DJs every day. I I went to
0: school Mm -hmm. for um, 12 years, 13 years or whatever, you know, for, like, school and then college for four years. Yeah. I have already done all that. I don't want to do that again. I'm not in the eighth grade. Right. It is your responsibility. Now, if you need extra help. Sure. And if
1: you need. If you want me to proofread something. Right. If you are not understanding a concept. We'll get you tutoring. If I can't help you. We'll find a YouTube video. Yes. Whatever. So,
0: your responsibility is to keep up with your assignments. That's right. Then, if it's outside the scope of your knowledge base, then it's my responsibility to help get you the, the remediation mm-hmm. and resources that you need to be able to learn it. Yes. Exactly. Um, and then once you become an adult, because I remember a show and I don't, it was a, like a 2020 or a 60 Minutes or one of those, and it was all about helicopter parents. Yeah. And this whole wave of parents who, and we talked about this a little bit in like par- yeah. like how we grew up versus how kids yes. grow up today. And you've so got parents who helicopter are, helicopters mom, who parents who call their kids. And are like, they're at college. Like, oh, you have eight a.m. class. Are you up? They're still calling their kids to
1: wake them up. People for class. whose
0: parents who, p- kids who have jobs who the moms are emailing the boss, yeah. like Johnny really needs a raise.
1: So uh, I was <laughs> having a, con- a conversation, and the about kids this. don't
0: even have a problem with it. No,
1: just a couple days ago, somebody wrote a note to a college professor. For their student, their college-age student, saying... um, He had an upset tummy. I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, it was even worse. Okay, now this is a communications public speaking class, and it was a note to let the teacher know that um, this student needed to do all of his presentations virtually because his anxiety was at the level where he could not handle getting up in front of a group of people. So let me rephrase. This class
0: is a is public, public speaking speaking so <laughs> okay you got to find a different class to take if you can't do that right
1: so yes we live in a world where virtual presentations are possible I'm again I'm I'm not if if you're not what,
0: throwing stones we're not
1: throwing stones no but we're just but you at what point instead I don't know
0: most I don't know many people who actually like aren't nervous and have social anxiety about speaking in front of people yeah
1: and at what point do you set the boundary where you tell your child, "Hey, if if this is something you're super concerned about, you need to communicate that with your professor on your own." Yes, you yes. probably should take a different class. But this and is and if it's your required, then you need to like,
0: th- you it's your ne-
1: responsibility to figure out
0: yeah how to do it how to handle yeah. it. I mean, I totally you know I don't have social anxiety. I mean, I don't relish getting up in front of a group of people and speaking. Um, because sometimes I stumble over my words, but um, but I'll do it because I'm like, what's the worst I'll do is I'll totally flub, and life goes on, right? You it's know, not the end of the world. But I don't have I don't have social anxiety, um, so you know I totally can't speak to that, and I do understand that people. Have social anxiety. I, I understand yeah. it's a very
1: real problem. I understand we've been living in a world for the last year and a half that has created lots and lots of trauma. Lots and lots of, of you know, exaggerated and, uh, you know. Ex- ex-
0: well, in isolation and you haven't had to be around yeah. people. And then when you have to be real. around people. And we're not saying
1: that's not real. But we're, yeah. we're talking about teaching your kids to take ownership of their own personal health of their own responsibility responsibilities for and, school
0: and work and yeah. not having and um that is one thing I think though then even when um like when we're talking about empty nesting and then like reclaiming your wholeness yeah that then like your kids you know when you when when you have allowed them to be the center of your world right it's a hard adjustment for them then all of a sudden you know it's like eh, mom's not available anymore yeah <laughs> she's yeah. off gallivanting around town yeah
1: she's doing whatever she's doing her, right her thing water I mean, basket weaving um, she yeah yeah. Yeah.
0: I, yeah I may have to look that up and see if that's something that interests me I mean it's, it's I do love pottery I'm not
1: even sure it's a real thing is it a real thing I don't know I've heard I've heard I've just heard it's, a, it's a
0: it's a kind of like a
1: it's a colloquialism yes
0: like oh yes is that what you're majoring in or or, or uh, a right a college course i don't
1: know if it's a real thing we we should look that up and post a yeah. resource so underwater
0: <laughs> basket weaving i don't know if that is does um, anybody know if that's real hey yeah. weigh
1: in at midlife state of mind podcast on facebook and instagram is yeah. that a real thing have you <laughs> taken a class
0: yes let us know if you've if you've taken that is that on your um did you college resume underwater
1: <laughs> i don't know that's interesting. Um, but yeah, so when, like, so when did you start, so you have kids that are older mm-hmm. than mine. So when did you start setting those boundaries? Like, Hey, you're out of the house now and give us some examples of some boundaries. Okay, you So set. we, we always,
0: um, fostered independence, mm-hmm. personal responsibility. Sure. I mean, I'm not, I'm by far not perfect at it. Um, and I, of course, more so probably than my husband would make exceptions,
1: you know, because um, that's just the mom. You know, you want to It's the mom role. We always want to nurture as opposed to discipline and train. Yeah, We want to nurture. Husbands want to discipline and train. Yeah, And I think especially because
0: when it's this, so like with my husband and with, because I have the three, I have three boys and we don't have a daughter, it's easier for him to take that stance. Sure. Whereas maybe if he had a girl, he would have been... Maybe softer and like, oh, like, and maybe I would have been harder.
1: Maybe, maybe.
0: You know, sometimes I think that the role, the um, gender roles. Well, I I don't know, because
1: I have a partner with two daughters and he does not, he doesn't cut them any slack really no he's he's
0: still I know I know my husband there's a reason we did not have girls is because he would have like been wrapped yeah
1: he's still the disciplinarian like I will approach things very I'm a very direct person I try not to be abrasive although I'm sure to some people I am very abrasive
0: I would say you're direct not abrasive and I appreciate it well thank you I appreciate
1: that I appreciate you so but yes I try to be very direct and it's But you're also logical. I didn't know this when I was younger, but it is because of the severity of my attention deficit hyperactivity disorder brain. it's just easier for you to cut to the chase for me I need to have all of the information laid out so that I can then probably make a visual map of it and digest it so that mm. I understand it so for me I need direct clear communication or it doesn't make sense to me
0: you don't you don't have the your brain is moving so fast that you don't want to have to interpret the information right. and try to make sense of it you need somebody to say well it's not that I don't a, want to it's just well, no, my no, brain I'm just saying you doesn't operate like that right okay I, I they want to, but you don't want to have to because it's too, too taxing.
1: It is so taxing. For so me. instead,
0: you're like, tell me A, B, C. I'm going to ask
1: you direct questions, and I need you to give me direct answers. Right. And if right. you beat around the bush or are evasive, it it to, to me it says that you don't want to have the conversation or you don't want to participate. Well, it makes it hard for you to it interpret. It makes it or very or, hard for yeah. me to, to yeah. so coming back to what we're talking about with with the children is i will approach all three of our children um, very directly when there is a challenge a problem right even a disciplinary action when something needs to change when a behavior has been you know observed and it is not a great one and we need to change that i will go and say i have observed this behavior Mm here 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 is what is not great about it. Mm-hmm. Here, here are some suggestions for some ways we can modify it, and here are the consequences that are going to happen if you choose not to modify it. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, well, i tell the
0: story about the picking up the stuff and.
1: Okay, so I <laughs> utilized a method in my in my household where I was kind of over asking for things to be cleaned up, and so. The objective was to get things cleaned up, and after asking several times for things to be cleaned up, I or said, just picking up
0: after themselves, just, just, or not leaving their stuff around, just right? picking
1: up after after themselves. Um, y- hey, if you if if I've I've presented the behavior that is not acceptable, not acceptable for, our house, for me. I have suggested some modifications to this behavior. I, and here's Like either
0: do it right when you, when you get something out, put it away right then, or right. at the end of the day, do it right. all at the end of the day, sure. or however you want to do it, but it needs to be done by the end of the day.
1: Correct. Here are some solutions. Here are a couple of options for you to solve the problem on your own, and here is the consequence if you don't choose to modify the behavior. And so after a couple of weeks of that, I then brought the attention or that brought the behavior to the attention of everyone and said, okay, so here's what's going to happen now is when I go into these shared spaces, if you have left your things out for several days, I'm going to put them in a trash bag. And they're going to go And bye they're bye. going to go in, they're going to leave the home. <laughs> and so either you have to modify your behavior to keep your possessions or you're not going to have any by the time this is over with. And so, um, and the first time I did this, it it, it was, DJ was very young, and so I gave him the opportunity to earn back Mm -hmm. his possessions, um, and it didn't take very long for him to modify his behavior, Um, but the thing is, is that in in doing this, you realize sometimes that what works for one person isn't going to work for another person, and... Even in setting boundaries or trying to provide training or behavior modification, because I approach everything having gone through the therapy that I've gone through for my own ADHD and then raising a child for 18 years that has this and then giving speeches and being parts of groups and then just the massive library that I've amassed um, of books on the topic and. I approach everything as behavior modification. Mm-hmm. There is a behavior. It is either acceptable or unacceptable for you and your household or you and the relationship that you're in. And there are options to modify the behavior. And you can choose not to modify the behavior. Right. But if you don't, there are consequences. There are consequences, consequences. consequences for, yeah. yeah. So, so that's kind of how we've approached it. And for, it has worked to some degree and then it has also created some resentment so right, of course. we're still working through that but but at some point you have to get to a place where it's just hey these are the rules and you have to set some boundaries some independence boundary you have to give your children i think an opportunity to learn their independence and to to set up their own systems you have to stop doing things for them you have to stop checking that power school every single day mm-hmm. and a lot of parents are probably going to disagree with this but I think sometimes you have to let your children fail whether oh, it's at a, at a sport at a class at a at a new skill that they're trying you mm-hmm. know I or remember when they're grown and they get themselves into some
0: financial issues, right? Like or you're on
1: your own. You got to like figure it out. You like fail. You got a scholarship and you failed out of you know college because you, you gotta didn't get student loans, maintain or a GPA. Yeah, at some point you have to allow that person to choose to modify their behavior, <coughs> or they never learn how to modify the behavior. So in my life, it has become most beneficial to me to offer observations give people the opportunity to modify the behavior but to set the boundary that hey if this behavior is not modified that means our relationship is probably going to change and I think that applies to with your kids with your parents yeah so you know where do you where do you draw the line I think that's a very personal thing I think it's
0: totally personal it has to be what you and one person's boundary is another person's like open range right? I mean like because there's things that I have seen and I'm like oh my gosh that would never fly in my house and then they probably other people are probably like oh my gosh that would never oh
1: I'm sure the story that I just told would horrify some people like oh my god you take your kid's stuff and you throw it out uh yeah guess what I'll take a grown-up stuff and throw it out too and I don't I'm not saying I think it's right I'm not even saying I think it's best I'm just saying that for me I have to set parameters because those are things that functionally well, once you impact that I mean, as
0: long as it's been communicated mm-hmm. clearly, then you and, and the, like yeah, <laughs> like it's like here is here is the line. Mm-hmm. I will tolerate everything up to this line, right? After this line, this is what I won't tolerate, and, right? And so, whatever relationship it's in, and I think whether we- it's you know any relationship, yeah. but we're speaking of specifically with grown children.
1: Young children, yeah, and then parents. Is that um, you're setting you're you're setting yourself up for failure if you're not teaching people how to behave in relationship with you, right? And that is that and goes what for everything. You, it, that's what setting boundaries is yes, all about. It's yes. about teaching people how to be in relationship with you and with others when they leave your care.
0: Yes, yes. Well, and so I think that um, you know, especially when you have. Um, grown kids, Mm -hmm. this is the thing I think, and and I'm not at this stage yet, is, and I hear this, um, a lot, and I didn't have to deal with this because my, um, mother-in-law wasn't around when my kids were little, and then my mother has never been, like, super involved. No, my mother's been super involved. My mother has, but she never was, um, trying to tell me how to parent. Mm. She -hmm. never did. Mm -hmm. Um, she's just a fantastic grandma she's like she grandmas them and then lets us parent parent. okay but and my mother-in-law just wasn't involved um and so but I know for a lot of people then is that like and so I'm thinking about like I have three boys oldest is 27 and not he doesn't have kids and he's not anywhere near having kids I don't think knock on wood
1: (laughs) um wait till you get that phone call next week
0: (laughs) and he says I don't even know if I want to get married and but he does want kids actually which is interesting and he says maybe he'll adopt but is that I am not I have to watch then so like I have to set boundaries for yourself myself but then I also have to like let him have boundaries with me so I'm not gonna tell him how to parent now if he asks me my opinion sure I'll tell him
1: I don't think I'm quite that involved I'm getting there though I think this yeah. experience you w- know
0: it so here's one thing that um, and this is kind of along the lines of boundaries but n- like not um, I mean it, if you it's loosely so when well remember we um, in episode um, I think four we talked about how my son had Twenty. My oldest one had twenty-two ISSs. Yeah. And at the same time, my Evan had had my middle one. He had had some um, issues at sure. middle school, and I was just like feeling so defeated as a parent. Oh, I'm sure I can only. I imagine. was like, Evan had stolen a piece of candy from his science teacher's Aww. desk. Um, and I mean, you, you would have thought it was like a ginormous. I mean, I know it was stealing, but still, um he took a piece of candy off her desk, but so, and then Garrett, you know, had was just was he had, honest about it? Oh yeah. Yeah. Then he was like, yeah, I wanted a piece of candy. Yeah. He didn't lie. Okay.
1: Well that's, that's, but he wanted
0: a piece of candy. Um, I mean, obviously it was on her desk. He shouldn't have done it. You sure, know, we talked about sure, all that, sure. but anyhow, I, um, I was just like, Oh my gosh. Like, I'm just, like, I'm obviously sucking at being a parent, you know. The thing that I've devoted my whole life to. Right. And, but you weren't. No, I wasn't. But I, like, my kids have never seen me cry. And I actually had just gotten out of the hospital. I think this was in 2008. Okay. So my Hayden was probably five. Okay. Evan was nine. Yep. Garrett was 13. Okay. Um, And. so
1: So Garrett was the one. Yes, all the uh, like. Maybe I Garrett assessors. was fourteen because he was
0: probably in okay. high school. Gotcha, Evan. Anyhow, because they're f- all four four and a half years apart, and and I had just gotten out of the hospital, um, and I will remember, like, and they I'd gotten a call, you know, from both schools that day. Yeah, and I was just like, oh my gosh, and I was like,
1: you you finally it hit you, you lost. it. Oh
0: my it. god! Like they, yeah. I think I scared. That was the turning point. I scared the living hell out of them because I'm like, You've broken me. <laughs> like Yeah. And, and I'm I, like, oh my gosh. And they're just like, I'm crying. I could not even stop crying. Like
1: I think Garrett had a call to call Jeff at
0: work, like, I can't get mom to stop crying. Like, you know, I got in trouble at school. Evan got in trouble at school. I think we broke her. I mean, I told them, I'm like, you've broken me (laughs) because Garrett used to call me a stone cold fox and he didn't mean like a foxy mama. He He just meant like, like, I'm a hard ass. Yeah. But, um, like stone cold Steve Austin. Oh, totally. Like he's (laughs) like, Oh, you don't mess with my mom. Like he knew, but But I
1: I think kids need to see that. I think kids need to see you like, say, I mean, in All houses, I'm sure, might not condone yelling. And, you know, I'm not going to get into, like, physical contact with your kids because that's a personal choice, too. But in our house, I have really tried very hard not to yell. I'm not a yeller. And so because I grew up in a house where there was. Oh, I,
0: I grew up with my dad. With a screamer.
1: Lots of yelling. There was violence. There was, you know, there were lots of things that. So when I, you know. Decided how you were going to parent. That was something that was very important to me. And so if I yell. You know. You have really fucked it well, up. Well I really don't even know
0: if I was yelling. I was like. Yeah. Falling.
1: Like sh- sh- shake crying. Oh yeah.
0: Like you <laughs> broke right? I wasn't yelling at them. Yeah. I was like just like.
1: Having a breakdown. Oh yeah. A personal And I wrote breakdown.
0: a note mm-hmm. after that. On my computer that said that. I was like. Okay, if I, I, I had to rationalize that I was like, I can, so if I, like, I've taught them right from wrong. They know things. Right. Okay, like, right. I know I've taught them that. Right. Like, and we've gone over it. They've always been grown up in a moral household. So right. I said, you know what, Erin, if you are not going to take responsibility for their bad behavior, you really can't take responsibility for their good behavior because you can't pick and choose. Right. So, like, you can't take the accolades when they, when people are like, Oh, Kara is so kind, or Evan is this, or right. you know, I'm like, no, that's them. That's not me. Like, oh, right. you, you've done such a great job parenting them. No, that's them.
1: Isn't it you though? Partially. In well, tr- I mean, it I think during it, like, the training like, phases. Yeah,
0: but I mean, I think that you're like, teaching them how to be. But, but I, but I don't want to take it. I don't want to take the. Um, you don't want to take the credit. I don't want to take the credit, and I don't want to take the blame. Sure. Okay. okay. So, like that to me was like. Very freeing. I wrote it in my I wrote just a little note on my um, MacBook, you mm-hmm. know, like like just a little I know exactly what thing, you're talking about. Like mm-hmm.
1: just a, a like it. Yeah. Digital
0: like, post it. Like, okay. And so I was like, all right, you know, and realizing that your children are separate human beings, mm-hmm. at some point it comes as a parent because until then you kind of like want to impose your will and your You do your, your you almost are trying to make them like you and they're not like you. And then when you finally realize they're not and you're like, oh, they are they
1: are a completely
0: different person. And,
1: and it's I think that's hard. Oh, it's really I hard. I think to when to get to the point where you realize I I don't think I got to that point until much later in my journey, Aaron. <laughs> like I feel like I was still trying to impose what I felt like was best for DJ up until six months ago when, I mean, he had never... So I think it was twofold. He had never expressed to me that what we talked about for the prior 11 years was not really what he wanted to do. So <laughs> You're
0: th- like, you could have clued me in. So that was a factor. It yeah. was that I was I f- kind of felt blindsided. You're like, well, I thought we've been having this conversation this whole time. Like,
1: why didn't you say like, well, mom, I might not want to do that. Yeah. Right. He was just like. So I felt kind of blindsided. But I also, I feel like he didn't really <sighs> know until that point yes because he until i pulled him out of this elite private school where he was and we started the homeschooling journey i don't think he realized there was was another choice right there was only one path the path was ivy league school and that was the only path and that was the only choice and and plus he was like listening to what you were saying and so he was like and then it was being reinforced at school all day by his friends and their families and their parents and and seeing what other people were doing and so then he's like okay this is what my mom wants this is
0: whatever i does this is what everybody does oh i don't know that there i didn't even know there was any other way so
1: we got into this homeschooling journey and and when i remember having a conversation with my mom and then having the same conversation pretty much with my friend that lives in pennsylvania about Seeing him go from trying so hard to fit a mold that was not for him mm-hmm, into coming into his own being and watching that journey and how beautiful that was. And that is really <coughs> the point at which I started setting boundaries for what I would try to influence. That's what I was gonna say. You in and, and that he,
0: that you had to like recognize that you needed to if he wasn't gonna put
1: up the boundaries for you,
0: that you did have to, to put do up the that. boundaries yeah. for yourself.
1: I needed to to let him then come out of this because I, I will I will I will say it out loud and it hurts my heart to say it out loud, but I was definitely pressing him into that mold mm-hmm. as well. So yeah. And, and he mean, w- he was trying to fit it. Fit into it, yeah. To he's fit like, into okay, it. And I was trying to press him into bo- it. Little mm-hmm.
0: mold she wants me to be in. So I'm gonna like conform myself to yeah, make that fit that mold. Kids want to please their parents. Oh e- yeah. Even
1: if they're the worst parents, they want to please well, their parents. My
0: youngest likes want, has always been a pleaser, and my older two are not pleasers at all. So, so <laughs> coming, yeah, so coming, so
1: coming to that realization that he's growing into a person that is so just so incredibly different than than what what you thought he, he like, yeah yeah was gonna not be. I mean he he was always an individual then we put him in this school and he went from being an individual having an individual style having an individual opinion because I'm definitely have always been mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I'm like an anarchist but I'm definitely like question everything <sighs>
0: Well, just a rebel.
1: Just, yeah. A little bit of a rebel. A little bit of a rebel, yeah. yeah. Just, I think training people to think for themselves is very underrated. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Anyway, so we can get into that in another episode. But So he went from this person who was kind of very much an individual to then trying to fit into this mold for, you know, let's see. 678 so for 7 years trying to fit into this mold to them being taken out of the environment that created the mold mm-hmm. and to really coming into being this completely different but utterly spectacular human mm. and me having to step back and say in awe really mm-hmm. and say what you were talking about I'm not responsible for that Because now I'm letting him make a lot of his own decisions, choose a lot of his own educational curriculum. Um, That's one of the beautiful things about homeschooling. Um, Letting him kind of really explore the deepest parts of himself and figure out what he's really into and where his passions really are and what he really loves. And it is so different than... What you, what you had thought was going to be. Yeah. Well, and, um, and having to set that boundary, having to set that with myself, like, okay, I put him in that environment where he felt like he had to be something that he wasn't. And I need to be very, very careful to never do that again. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is,
0: it, it is, um, and I mean that's hard. A, that's because a like, you got to sit with for a yeah, minute. Yeah, because it's. I was gonna say it's very hard because even trying to like put into words that like, with my kids now with a, with mm-hmm. my two, um, grown, Older. you know, out on their own. I mean, one is still my middle one is still in college, and he's still getting you know supported by us while he's in college. But um, is that even? But in even supporting him. Yeah. You know, I can't. Like, there's things that. Uh, and so, like I say, because there was a situation not too long ago that he, he's living in a place where he didn't have expenses, um, and we were, you know, paying.
1: You were supporting s- your child while yes, he figures yes. out and what he so, wants to do with his life. Well, which we is bought a house wonderful.
0: in Savannah yeah. that our two older boys live in. And so... But then Evan was saying, like, oh, I wanna like he and his girlfriend were wanting to move out and have their own place. Right. And I'm like, and he's still in school. And right. I'm going, like, of course, the mom in me is like, uh, oh, hell no. You have a place you can live for free, you know, because dad and I pay the other half of the mortgage that his brother sure. doesn't cover. Sure. And um and I'm like Why would you But do then that? I have to like stop myself and and finally, Jeff, I can just remember he, he was like He's going to figure it out. You know, you're going to have to, because
1: I'm just like, I was not sleeping for like three nights. But you, but then you get to a point where Jeff finally says, hey, you have to let him make that mistake. He's like, you got to let him if figure it out. He's, or and, figure and it said, out. Okay. It might not be a mistake.
0: Well, so then I finally said to Evan, like I said, before you make a final decision, can we have a conversation about yeah. it? Yeah. And he was like, yes. And so I said, okay. So we set up a time that we could talk where neither one of us – because at first when he was telling me it, I was, like, getting really, like – Agitated. Oh, yeah. And I was like, okay. And he's like – you know, then he's kind of getting his back up, like, well, you know, and I'm like, well, yeah, you're not self-sufficient completely. And, you know, and I'm not trying to hold it over his head.
1: And then – so we, but you, but again, it's like, hey, we're gonna, I'm gonna present this situation to you logically and clearly. Here is the real deal about where you are in your life right now. Yes, if you want, but wanna, he just wants to, like, you know, the, yeah. his frontal lobe isn't,
0: you know, fully developed. So, we we set up a time to talk, where we both were gonna be open and listen to each other. Yeah, and so I did. That's when I logically said, blah 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 blah, you know, and and then and he was like okay I'll I listen Consider all yeah, of the things so thank that you said. and mm-hmm. and then he ended up deciding that
1: I'm gonna stay where I'm at and um, I think sometimes even just giving our children the opportunity to make their own decision yes. like please like hey let's talk about how it's going to impact both of us it's going to impact both of us financially it's going to impact you know your well, he knew ability. that, like, we,
0: I, I can't afford to pay the $900 a month rent, you know, because we're, you're able to pay $300 now, and so I can't triple that, and, right. you know, and then he was like, you know, and I'm like, so, I mean, blah, 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 you know, and it was like, and I was like, but ultimately, the decision, when I, and how I ended it was, ultimately, the decision is yours, because you, you That's know, it. you're grown. That's what we have to say. Ultimately, the decision is yours. And so... You know, he, he made the decision, okay, well, like, the, ultimately the decision is mine. And he was like, all right, no, you're right. I'm going to, um, <laughs> I'm going to stay. So,
1: so bringing it back full circle, really, you're just, you had to get to a point where you said, "Here, here are all the elements, we've weighed all the elements. And, you know, ultimately it is your decision, but just understand that, you know, I want you to make a decision knowing, being, I want you to make the most educated decision you can make. Right. So, looking at that situation, and then looking at my situation with DJ in college, it makes me think about, it makes me look at kind of when my mom went through that with the decisions I was making at that age, and definitely was a different experience with that generation I think they intervened a lot less I oh mean, a total hands-off
0: you know yeah. I don't even remember having conversations with my parents about college at all like yeah. or like taking the SAT or doing any uh, like there, there wasn't like now but but speaking about parents like having I mean I know we're talking more about empty nesting but like thinking about healthy boundaries with adult children um we're adult children yeah but so like (laughs) what do you think about boundaries with
1: parents so I I have definitely gone through especially in the last decade having to set some boundaries Mm
0: -hmm.
1: with my mother and you know we my, my childhood was great in a lot of ways. It was, you know, <laughs> very, uh, very, we talked about this in our first episode, just very hands off. I was able to kind of roam freely. I didn't really have a lot of um, concrete rules. My, my only rule basically growing up. Um, that I recall clearly was, you know, you've got to make straight A's, and you know, the oh, really, co- the consequence for not making straight A's was you don't get to have a life, and so that was hmm. <laughs> pretty much. So I, I, spent, you know, a, a good amount of time grounded. I missed out on a lot of like big events because if I wasn't doing well in school, um, you know, I wasn't allowed to participate in things, and that was yeah. just the rule. And there was no bending on that rule whatsoever. That's just, that was a rule. So straight A's, okay. So as I got older, I realized what that meant was that if I did maintain decent grades. Then you could basically do whatever you wanted. I could do whatever I wanted. And yeah, I've never, we've never had like a
0: um, great, like we say, I've always just said, I want you, if you put forth. Your maximum best effort, effort mm-hmm. and you make a C then that's okay right but if you put forth no effort in making a I'm not that even happy because like right you know I mean so
1: so I approached it very differently with DJ too I, I it was more it was much more similar to you yeah, like standard. it's your effort it your, just like I, I would hit, hit I, it was much more about recognizing effort yeah um and because some kids just don't have, like, I mean, I'm
0: not a math person at all. They're just not, they're not straight-A students. And I'm like, I, I I could make almost all A's, but, like, math was just never anything that I, it, it's not even that I didn't, like, I just never have been inclined to math. So I was always kind of like, ugh.
1: Well, for me, I'm not saying I made straight A's. I'm no, 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 I know, but it was there, just expected. So the way that I see it is that a very unrealistic expectation was set so yeah. at some point in my childhood i was tested there well was especially a, with a learning disability what, but nobody knew about it and no, so that, i know I'm, but they I'm, didn't I'm, never have I'm, so i'm getting yeah i'm working I'm, I'm gonna come up on that so at some point during my childhood my, I, I was having some issues my iq was tested it was like mensa level high mm-hmm. so you know su- super genius iq Which is, I think, why that standard was set. Because at that time, it wasn't very widely understood that having a genius IQ was not all that it took to be successful. Mm -hmm. Maybe widely understood in the psychological research community um, or psychotherapy research community, but not widely understood by, you know, just people in general. So people assume that if you had a high IQ, that translated to being good at everything in your life. Right. Okay, so... So that standard was set. Well, I, I had severe ADHD, mm-hmm. and when we were children, it wasn't very widely known. Oh, I don't remember a single kid I ever knew
0: being diagnosed as ADHD. So
1: I didn't actually get diagnosed until I was 25 years old. Mm-hmm. And I look back and think about all the challenges that I had and how directly they align with the disability of attention hyperactivity mm-hmm. disorder attention deficit hyperactivity disorder and so when I was being disciplined it was there was no understanding for why I was failing Mm -hmm. it was just you're failing it must mean you're lazy or you just don't care and that was never the case I cared I beat myself up so badly when I didn't do well in school And it was because, you know, the only standard I had was however well you were doing in school, that's how much affection you received. That's the only area that I ever really received praise. And so, so I did choose to, to raise my child very differently than that. Because of that. And because of the communication that we have had about that, it has definitely promoted setting some boundaries. Like, there are just some things that we don't talk about. Of course, I think my mom did the best that she could with the tools that she had available to her. There was no internet. There were no, like, mom right. groups I mean, like, no, yeah. She there, had no way of knowing right, there was there something weren't. wrong with me. And so...
0: It's just, like, you need to pay better attention or whatever. Right. Or you You're need you to, like. Stop
1: writing notes in class. It's, yeah. like, yeah, I don't think you realize how hard I'm trying in class. Right, right. But I it's I cannot manage the workload because I don't have the tools in my toolbox to manage my workload. And so it's, it's taken me, tw- you know, 20-plus years now that I have a formal diagnosis to t- kind of figure out how to manage that. Yes. And we can get deeper into this in the next episode because we're going totally off topic. But just getting back to the boundary setting it's there was a lot of resentment because of some of those things and I had to learn to just you know stop some of those conversations from happening you know it w- just because
0: you remember them differently
1: well I, I would express my experience and she it would, would like it would never be validated right, she would yeah, say she no would- that's not the way it happened well no that's exactly the way it happened for me she right. might have had a different experience. Right. But well,
0: obviously, she did have a different experience because right. we're all different. <laughs> right. And you know what? The, the, my dad, same thing, like growing up, like we were talking about, my dad was a screamer and my mom is not. My mom doesn't raise her voice ever. And when I was grown, my parents divorced when I was like 25, but when I was grown, and having my own kids. Yeah. And, like, when my dad, like, if I ever, like, got annoyed with my kids or, like, say, like, I, I wasn't a big yeller either. But um, if I ever, and he'd be like, you know, don't don't yell at your kids or whatever, blah, 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 you know, like, and he had a totally different memory of yeah. when we were kids. Yeah. He's like, I didn't yell at you kids. I'm like, Dad, you need to take off your, I, talking about rose-colored glasses, yeah. I'm like, Yeah, seriously, you were remembering the past with rose colored glasses, you screamed at us all the time, we were terrified of you. Yeah, And he didn't he remembered it completely different. But I'm like, he just saw my older sister, my younger sister and my younger brother, we all had the same experience we all have shared and we all had the exact same experience. So it wasn't just And I think that's bias where I experienced it one way and another sibling experienced another way. And And I think
1: that's a very real thing. Experience bias is a very real thing. And I don't have any siblings. So. Right. So they didn't have the same.
0: But I'm like, I know I'm not misremembering. You're misremembering. I'm like, you are remembering, you know, and it's so funny because he would like swear that he never yelled at us.
1: Yeah. And we're like, "Uh, yeah, you did. Uh, yeah okay
0: yeah so so
1: did you have to then set boundaries with him about so
0: what I you know what it's funny because um and 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 for my other siblings too um is that I ended up it took me uh, it took me several years that I had to let go of any resentment Mm -hmm. and I just said you know what like my um I mean, I had some boundaries for different reasons because my dad made some really poor choices and he would let, like, prostitute prostitutes live at his house and they would steal from him. And so, like, I he would want us to come to his house. Right. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not putting my kids around
1: those people. So I did have to set those kind of boundaries. I've had to um, set boundaries in exactly the same way. Yeah. Like, the the person you, there are there I have tried really hard to create a very specific kind of environment yes and not all the people in you know my my family or what you know we all have our own vision or version of what a healthy family environment should be for us and our family unit and it is that is a unique thing too it's there's no general standard I mean Obviously, you know, we we want to raise our kids in the healthiest environment, what what we mm-hmm. think is the most healthy for them. So when someone asks you to participate in their life and they are not presenting a healthy environment and you choose to keep your children out of those relationships, I think that's a hard boundary for a lot of people to oh, set yeah. too. It's like, like, well, that's m- my mom or that's my dad or that's my...
0: I mean, my dad was like... Seventy something at this point, having twenty-five-year-old like drug addicts living at his house. Oh my
1: gosh, bless his baby. So hat.
0: I'm like, yeah, my kids aren't going to be around that. I'm sorry. If you want to see them, you can come over to me, and you can see them there. And that, and then at the at a certain point, you know, by the time he passed away, anyways, he. That's a whole nother. We can talk about that another time. But um, you know, maybe reconciling. Like, yeah. I, I had, but 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 when you since you, I had to just basically like make myself like it was a it was it was not something that happened naturally I had to like say Aaron you cannot hold on to this resentment because all it is doing is damaging you and so you have to let it go yeah and then I was able to have a loving I was able to have a loving heart towards him sure and not have that resentment or bitterness and it took my my other um siblings I won't say who or one of them they had a lot of resentment for many years and then finally Mm -hmm. they were able to let go of it to be able to like like just love him without like all of that stuff coming up so and that was good because then that gave it gives you like a certain amount of like um freedom yeah yeah and closure Mm -hmm. and just like okay like this you know I can't hold a grudge and you know yeah. like they say when you hold a when you hold a grudge you're just poisoning
1: yourself and so why right why, it's you like know, taking yeah. poison and expecting the other person to die right yeah. so you're like yeah it's tough, tough. and yeah. and I think there is there are situations where you know we we shouldn't set boundaries or I'm, I'm sorry where we should set boundaries that we don't and then areas where Maybe we're setting boundaries that are too strong, yeah. but, you know, you it's, you have to set boundaries to function healthily and properly, and, well, I, properly is subjective, but. Yes. Well, I just think, don't <coughs> be afraid to set boundaries, but if you're going to set boundaries, you need to com- to clearly communicate you them. You have to clearly communicate them, and you have to be willing to allow consequence yes if those boundaries are
0: yeah don't set a boundary that you're not going to enforce the consequences for and you
1: know that is so before we
0: wrap up um that is one of the things that I I never made idle threats to my kids and I've seen other parents do it and I'm not like judging sure but like I never said if you do that again I'm gonna do this if I said if you do that again, I'm going to do this. I did it. Whatever it was, take your iPad, take your PlayStation, take your phone. I never made
1: that, is the one maybe like That's where if got I have to cold. give myself. That's yes. where I got stone cold. I, I'm guilty. I would say I was probably 70 30. 70% oh, no, like. in Forest, 30%. But I think I'm like I'm not making excuses, psh- but I think part of that was Well, because you were also the only parent. I didn't have an enforcement to come in when I was exhausted and I couldn't
0: So sometimes it's easier to give in. So <laughs> and granted, <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I never sat right. wait till your dad gets home ever. Yeah. I was like psh- Yeah. Like nip it in the bud, this deal with it right, right away. I never be like, Go to your room and you wait till your dad gets home. I was like, Nope. But I that is one thing I think like with my kids I always try to do was say this is the expected behavior
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I know expectations I we could get all into expectations and how that is the co- that is like the cause of all suffering in human life <laughs> but <laughs> um, cornerstone but yeah. when it's with your kids and your parenting you have to have a certain expectation of sure. behavior and you have to clearly communicate that and then once you communicate that here's the consequences if you don't yep. meet this expectation um because I'm going to suffer because you didn't meet my expectations. So you're going to suffer because you didn't meet my expectations. Well, and <laughs> also, like. And then you follow through. Always.
1: So, for w- just as to pile, not pile on, but add on to that, like also. Pile on. I'm, we're piling on. But also, like, if, if I set a behavior expectation and and it's a behavior expectation that is for your better good, so, you know, you, you got to make your best effort at school. You can't mm-hmm. just fail. Right. it's it's not just like your behavior is going to negatively impact me it's also your behavior is going to negatively impact Impact you you. and 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 you
0: may not see the long-term vision of how this is going to affect you yeah right so we want to hear from you um we want to know about any um boundary challenges you've had with your own children or with your own parents like do you set boundaries um how know,
1: successful are you yeah. at
0: maintaining your boundaries once you've set yes, them yes 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 and do you follow through with consequences when you set boundaries
1: yeah so find
0: us on all the socials um the um it's um, midlife side mind, mind podcast, podcast <laughs> on facebook i'm like wait wait what are we called uh, um and then um what we want you to do of course always 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 is hit that subscribe button share us with your friends your other midlife ladies that are in midlife like us midlife could be any age right because it is a state of mind it Um, is a state of mind
1: I I think you know we're we're living longer midlife maybe starts at 40 maybe it starts at 35 for you but it's just when when you're getting to that middle state where (laughs) things are changing
0: yeah yeah like where, where where yeah any kind of like major shift um so subscribe to our podcast share it with your friends um you can always email us at the midlife state of mind podcast at gmail.com that is such a mouthful but we could not come up with a shorter one <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, but, and we tried everything um so yeah we want to hear from you we, we do wanna we want to hear from you this is a community we're not we, we don't want to just talk about what's going on in we our we don't want to just
0: talk at you we want to we want to hear we want to you. You. We, we um, have feedback and we want to know. Like what's going on with you? We want to create a community of midlife, um, midlife ladies. So
1: yeah, tell us and tell us maybe tell us what
0: you want us to talk about. Yeah, we'd love for t- we have. So we have a um, topic matrix of fifty two topics, um, <laughs> <laughs> but we're always we're flexible,
1: right? We've already so flexed a little bit. So we want to yeah. hear from you. We we yeah. are really looking forward to getting feedback from you on what you're enjoying, what you're not enjoying. We yeah. generally tend to kind of have a topic in mind but we we yeah. definitely
0: we have a plan but we're, we're willing to like like get off on little um side roads um so definitely <laughs> and this should wrap up our mid our um excuse me our empty nesting um
1: right we're gonna our empty nesting series uh, i'll i'll get back to you on that okay. i don't have the list pulled up i'm sorry i'm being a bad producer today so we'll <laughs> all right uh, <laughs> we'll see so you guys next week yeah, we'll we love you, next you. Week. thanks for hanging out yes all right bye <laughs> bye